Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Opinion Line on Quartz 96 FM. So last week, as I said to you, we, we, we began to get some calls and messages about the questions that people were being asked on the doorstep by their census enumerator. And some of those questions made people feel uneasy, particularly a question about how many men were in the house uh, and, and other questions like that. One listener, a number of listeners actually felt that that was an inappropriate question, particularly for women who lived on their own. One woman was made, felt, she felt very nervous after being asked about that. Other people were saying they were being asked about holiday homes. And they just felt that some of the questioning was a, a bit intrusive and, 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 and a little bit perhaps inappropriate at times. Eileen Murphy is Head of Census Administration at the CSO and she joins me now. I'm happy to have you on the opinion, Eileen. Good morning to you. Good morning, AJ. Now, let's start with that particular question that was coming up. Why do you ask wh- how many men will be in the house? Okay, so just to put everyone's uh, mind at ease, EJ, um, and make sure that everybody does uh, partake in the census, which is happening this Sunday on the 3rd of April. Um, even before that, because I know there were some questions even about the numerators themselves, to say that they go through uh, a stringent recruitment process which started last November they all get shortlisted and interviewed. We had nearly 13,000 people applied for 5,000 positions. And uh, they all go through guard the vetting before they can start uh, the role. But as you say, it's really important to ensure that it is a census enumerator that's on that doorstep. So you'll know they're a census enumerator because they'll have a high-vis vest with census on the front and census enumerator on the back. They'll be carrying a central statistics office bag with all the census forms. And they'll have an ID badge. And the ID badge uh, says that they're an officer of statistics. And that means that they are legally bound to protect your personal data. So everyone who works on the census is legally legally bound to protect everyone's data by law. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're calling at various times, uh, seven days a week, Monday to Sunday, uh, any time we say between nine in the morning and nine at the even- in the evening. Obviously, there are more people at home now during the day, but lots of people are still at work and, and with shift work patterns and stuff to get people at home to actually give them the form, they do have to call in the evening times. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would just encourage people to if to check all the those uh, things I said about the high vis best, the ID card, sure. uh, that it is an enumerator, but that you would open the door uh, to get your form. They will not come into your house. They will only speak to you on the doorstep. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, the census form, so one of the first questions they ask is, are you going to be home on census night? Because there's different information if you're going to be home or not at home. Um, And then then the question on the number of people in the house on census night is to make sure that they're giving you the right form. So the the main form that we give out, the household form, allows you to record up to six people in the house on the night. But if you have more people in the house, you're going to need additional forms. So the first question is to see that they're giving you the right form. The second question is, it's actually on the front of your form, on the, under the address box. But just for a second, Eileen, people, being, well, person, people came yeah. to us as how many men, specific yes. question, how just, many men? Yeah. I'm just answering that now too, for you, PJ. On the front of your form, there's a question that says number of persons present on census night, males, females, total, and absent persons. And the enumerator always checked this and, and gave this information back to us in HQ, but it was a paper process. This time, uh, we're using a mobile app to record the information. So we actually are doing a preliminary count, um, and this always took us a a good bit of time to put out after the census. Um, But we're hoping to put out a preliminary count before the end of June of how many males and females and total people are in the country. And so this question was just to help with that process. Did you know how many males and how many females are going to be in your house on Mm. census night? Mm. to help with that preliminary count. Just so come back just to it a second, Eileen. Process. Yeah, I get yeah. that. I get the preliminary counting, and I know that you give out preliminary figures. I've, I've had the previous, previous censuses. But a number of the people that contacted us were women who specifically were asked about the number of men. No question about the number of women, just the number of men. No, they they ask the enumerator asked the quest both questions on the doorstep. As I say, it's the number of people that will be in the house on census night, and the number of males and the number of females. Um, and if any particular enumerator didn't ask it in that form, if if there's any issue, people can contact our. Um, website census.ie we have a help desk form on there and we also have a help desk number 0818-2022-04 if anyone has any issues with any particular person mm. and we will be in, we will ensure to follow up and make sure that uh, everything is, is in order but that is part of as I say the normal questioning to know how many people will be in the house on the night to know what forms to give and at start at the to uh, ensure our initial primary population account is, is as accurate as possible. Yeah. And look, we're, we're, we're aware of the important job being done by the census and, and we'd want, you know, we want nothing to get in the way of that. But, I mean, if, if people are uncomfortable with the question... Yes, they don't they just have with, to respond. They don't have to. They can just put their information in the form, correct? Absolutely. Right, yeah. I guess, Eileen, we, we live in a world where, where people no longer trust... Common or garden callers to the front door, and particularly women, they feel vulnerable when a stranger calls to the door. And you you outline the way that the person has the high vis and they have ID and they have all of that. People are uncomfortable about callers to to the door. I guess uh, you know, can they just take the form and and not talk to the person and just do it that way? And the person will want to take uh, some information. They also do ask if possible if the person is willing to give it for a contact uh, number uh, so that they can get back to them after census night to arrange a time to collect the form. Uh, But again, that is voluntary. You don't have to give that information. But we have also engaged with um, the guards and um, we have um, contacted 
are all the local guard areas and the community guards. So to get out the message that the census enumerators are calling and who the enumerators are in the different areas. So if you if you have any further concerns, you could contact your local guard station if you wanted to check. Um, and I suppose that's why we do such a big publicity campaign and why we're on as many radio shows, uh, mm-hmm. papers, TV that we can. We've got ads running on radio, on TV, on bus shelters, on you name it, social media, uh, just to let people know that it's the census happening and to um, open the door to the enumerators. Mm. On your website, uh, under the the FAQs, it it says that uh, some data will be sent abroad. Where does it go? Why does it go there? Uh, And what, how, I mean, we know that confidentiality is everything here at home, but how can we trust that one if it's going overseas? Um, I don't know where you got that information from, PJ, because there is nowhere on our website that says that because no data leaves the country. All the data is um, processed in the Central Statistics Office in Swords on a specially built processing system that is a closed network that is not open to the to um, outside uh, access. Okay. So everybody that works on that system has to be physically present in our office in Swords. The data does not leave the country. It's not shared with anyone else in Ireland. It's not shared with any other government uh, agency. Um, And no identifiable information on any individual or household is shared with anyone else or is published by us. We only aggregate the data, anonymize it, take any personal information of it and use that data for planning purposes for you know, for your communities, for 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 regionals, for nationally to plan where we need healthcare, where we need schools, where we need uh, housing, where we need transport. Mm. A number of people who contacted us said they were asked about holiday homes. Yes. So, uh, w- as well as being a population count, it's uh, also a record of the dwellings in the country at a particular point in time. And I know um, after the last census, there was a lot of um, uh, interest in vacancy figures and vacant houses. So, part of our process is to also categorise housing uh, as occupied or unoccupied, and that will include holiday homes, vacant homes, homes that are for sale or rent, um, that are undergoing renovations, etc. So it's really important that the enumerator is able to categorise whether this is an occupied house where there will be someone on census night and if they haven't found someone at home yet that they need to keep calling to get them a form before census night or whether this is a a holiday home or um, the home is vacant and there will be nobody there on census night. Just somebody on the phone here now as we're speaking, Eileen. In relation to the question how many men are in the house, I was personally very uncomfortable, that's what the person said on the phone, as were my neighbours and a person who called to my door said they were just told to ask this when it was raised in training. The enumerator for the road left a card almost three weeks ago. Myself and some neighbours texted her. She said she wasn't working the rest of the week or the weekend. We haven't seen her since and therefore we have no forms. What do we do now? If you haven't got a form how do you get one, Eileen? Okay, so they are going to be working um, all the way up 
census night. Um, enumerators work part-time hours, about 22 hours a week, so they don't work every day. Um, but they will be calling between now and Sunday. If you have any issue or you're worried about getting your form, again, you can go onto our website, census.ie, and there's a help desk form there where you can fill in um, your details and we'll make sure mm-hmm. to get a form to you. And also that helpline number that I gave you earlier, 0818 202204 where you can request a form. Is the census enumerator allowed to read the form after it's collected? The enumerator in my area is a neighbour. They don't read the form. They do when they're picking it up on the door, just flick through it to make sure it is completed and that it's signed inside the back page. But if you have any concerns, you can either request uh, an envelope from the enumerator or put uh, the form into any envelope and send it to the free post address that's on the front page of the form. Okay. Um, okay. It's, uh, yeah. I guess number. just to ease people's minds again, Eileen, you know, if when I fill my form out next Sunday night, mm-hmm. and presumably someone will call to me Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and they'll have their ID and all of that, because my wife met our enumerator, I didn't, I didn't meet our enumerator. But mm-hmm. when I hand them my form fully mm-hmm. completed, where what's its pathway? Where does it go? Okay, just to say, first of all, that. Each enumerator has 400 houses or so that they need to call to, so they won't get to all of you next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. There will be a number of weeks uh, before they get around to everyone. But yes, the forms uh, go back to uh, a secure box in the enumerator's house. That gets collected by uh, our transport company and brought back to our office in Swords, where we scan all the forms uh, into our processing system to get a digital copy of the forms and then we work on those digital copies to um, to analyse them and clean the data and make sure we have accurate information um, to publish the preliminary data in June and then from next year, from next April to next December, a number of thematic reports. And then those physical forms um, get stored securely for 100 years yeah. uh, before they're do released we still, to the public. Do we still do that, yeah? We do indeed. Uh, and I suppose the new addition to the form this time is the time capsule, uh, which is on inside the back page, yeah, which is a yeah, voluntary was, section I, I, of the I, form. I, I forgot to ask you that because people were saying, what am I supposed to put into that? <laughs> well, this is it. A lot of people think um, that uh, they get writer's block when they look at it and think, do I have to put something really important in there? Um, this is going to be a really important part of social history. And can you think of, you know, if your own descendants in... in uh, are looking at this in a hundred years' time. What might they like to know about you or your life in Ireland today? Or some people are talking about making predictions about what they think twenty one, twenty two will look like. Um, other people talking about sharing secret family recipes or tracing baby handprints or footprints on onto the forum. So it really is. There's no limits to what you can put in there. The only limit is your imagination mm. and and how you what you feel you'd be comfortable sharing. Is there a dress code? for enumerators. We had one man complain last week that it didn't help in the trust of the person at the front door that, and to quote his words, he looked like he was dressed to fix up the garden shed. Is there a dress code? There is no dress code as long as they're wearing their um, high-vis vest and, and satchel because this job lasts 
for 10 weeks. And when they start the job, uh, they started at the end of February, beginning of March, and it's very cold and can often be wet, etc. And sure. people will want to wear coats and gloves and, you know, warm things. Whereas by, by the time we finish collecting the forms towards the end of April, it'll be quite summery. So it's very hard to dictate to people what to wear when you're working outdoors and people uh, need to be comfortable working Sorry. outdoors and be warm. And, and lastly, um, someone received their form and it's completely in Irish. How do I get it in English? Uh, sorry, the, the the line dropped out there. I didn't quite someone hear Someone received said. a form and it's in Irish. Can they get one in English? Absolutely. As I said, if they go on to census.ie and complete the help form there um, or ring the helpline number 0818 2022-04. 04. All right. Listen, Eileen, you've been helpful today and thank you very much. Uh, from the uh, CSO, their, their head of census administration, Eileen Murphy, thank you very much for being with us. Courts 96 FM. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.